nature may conspire against us, and the very society itself may try to keep us apart on the internet, I will be here for you. I will be here for you. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Jeff, I, I want you to know that we did it. We did it? Time crystals. Oh, finally. Somebody got my letters. Somebody, listen, the BBC got your letters, and oh. they said, we're really the wrong people to, to, <laughs> to email about this. I let, saw alone some, write a, let alone write a letter, a handwritten I saw note. some literature about crystals, and I, it got me thinking, you know, why don't we just make time crystals? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. We got regular crystals, and they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Who doesn't they're, love a crystal? Ooh, they are like nature's wonder. These crystals. <laughs> I, really I look at crystals, and I'm just like, damn. How do these exist? How do they exist? Why do they exist? And why don't they exist in time somehow? <laughs> exactly. See, that's what you need is the idea, man. And that's where I come in. I write my sternly worded letter, and I'm like, top people. Let's get on this. Crystal plus time equals, and then I just put a little dollar sign. See, so it gets them motivated. It gets them motivated to work on it. If you think time is money, wait until you see what time crystals are. (laughs) Yeah. They're like even more money. (laughs) As I've seen how much people charge for crystal stuff sometimes, you know, and time is money. So it's just like money plus money equals more money. Oh my God, I don't want to, I don't want to compromise my OPSEC on my new place too much, but I live now uh, by one of the locations of a very famous LA institution, the House of, the House of Intuition. Oh. Are you familiar with the House of Intuition? I am not. The House of Intuition is where you go if you need uh, specific crystals for specific needs. Maybe you need a, maybe you need a, a dream catcher for something. Maybe you need to go get a sound bath to like, just, I don't know, shake the thetans off of you or whatever. I hope they have incense in this location. Oh, baby. <laughs> you know, incense is bottom line for the House of Intuition. House of Intuition doesn't just have incense. It doesn't just have salt lamps. It's got like double blessed incense salt lamps. You Whoa. know what I mean? Yeah. Whoa. Um, but yeah, the House of Intuition is is an LA staple where people go. And you know, it's one of those things where where people in LA go and they're like, <laughs> I don't really believe in it. I'm just going. I'm just going. It's just funny, right? Like it's fun. Let's go in there. It'll be funny. And like the stuff is cute. Like the stuff is cute, and we don't have to believe in it for it to be cute. And then they go in and they're like, I need something that's going to help me with the negative energy at work. <laughs> Maybe something I can attach to my monitor that will uh, allow me to just turn off at the end of the day. Uh, that's the power button, Rachel. Yeah. It's the power button. Um, you're you're going to be shocked to learn that I've n- never heard of this place nor been there. Uh, you know, you know, I, I may have I may have a couple friends that enjoy going to the House of Intuition. I may have a very I may have an ex that like to go to the House of Intuition very regularly. Sure. Um, but, you know, crystals are a big deal they're big money is what i'm saying yeah um but crystals also have many many uses and not just the uses that the house of intuition lies about actual uses (laughs) you know that can i tell you a quick story just about crystals uh always ready for a story about my my (laughs) my three-year-old son was gifted a uh make your own crystal kit Oh, the ones that you put in the water? You put in the water and you... And so this is the perfect gift for a three-year-old because uh, it takes about a week to 10 days. 
And nope. he asks every five minutes, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's the promise of something extraordinary on the box, the picture of the box. You give the gift to the child, and the I remember I goes, had one. I remember that picture. Brain exploding. Oh, I'm going to make this, and the picture has colorful, extraordinary, gigantic, beautiful crystals on the box, and they're like, "You three year old will make this." And the three-year-old's brain is like, wow, let's do it. Daddy, 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 let's do it. Can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? Now it's time to do it. Can we do it? Yes. Yes, son. We shall do it. We shall make your crystals. And then I open the box and it's like, okay, take the little pad, drop the dropper on the thing, put yeah. it in the bottle. And then wait eight days. Yep. I and remember the explanation, that. the explaining to the three-year-old. Nothing, nothing is going to happen for days at a time. You might like, I remember waking up every morning after getting it because it was the same. It shows like these beautiful, they basically look like underwater crystalline castles. They look like the fortress of solitude, but like multicolor. And oh like, yeah, I remember that waking thing up that, that Superman puts the other thing into so that his dad shows up and gives him a message. Like, yeah. That's what it looks like on the box. And I remember waking up every morning and looking and just being like, when, when, when? I guess it is cool because it is kind of like a, it's a nice way to teach kids. It's another thing about teaching kids about the passage of time and delayed gratification, which is fun. Oh, yeah. They love it's, that. It's, That's their it's, favorite thing. It's super fun. And it's super fun for the parent to teach oh, them that lesson. It's and, so great. And the great thing is that they learn it. Once they learn it once, they understand it and they can apply yeah. it to other things in their lives. And uh, they make a, those connections. Easy concept for them to wrap their little brains around. They just, <laughs> they just love patience. Uh, are, um, you ready for the, are you ready for the heartbreaking story at the end of mine? Yes, please. <laughs> so you grow them in water, right? Yes. And I grew them in a fishbowl. And my idea was... I was going to have this beautiful crystal castle thing and I was going to put a fish in there and the fish was going to live there. Ah. Um, uh, and it was a great idea. There's a, it, Theoretically, it's a flawless idea. Here's the thing. My mother was the sort of person, because I believe I was five or six at this time. My mother was the sort of person who was like, if you want to do it, she's like, I'll help you if you need it, but you have to read the instructions all the way through and try to do it yourself. Okay. She's like, I'm here to help you. I'll, I'll be right here. She's like, but I want to know if you can do it yourself. Like, my mom's a teacher, so that was the thing. She And she would, of course, read it beforehand and then hand it to me. Sure. But then she was like, but here's the thing. On that particular day, my mom skimmed. And on that particular day, <laughs> she had a lot on her mind. She had two kids. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot going on. Uh, and these crystals are bullshit, and she knows it. Uh, so, she skimmed. And I... Being an impatient child, not yet uh, diagnosed with my ADHD, maybe did not read everything. And what I did not read is that these crystals are toxic. Oh, boy. Not just fishy. To, not just to people, but especially to a little fishy. Well, fishy. I wait oh, eight boy. days for the crystal castle to grow. <laughs> Finally, it's the day to go to the pet store and get the fish. I get a fish. I name it. I'm talking about this fish. I'm saying Marlon Brando from Superman quotes to this fish. <laughs> Because <laughs> I think I like I, yeah. you know you will you will live among them though you are not one of them you know what I mean like <laughs> oh, yeah whole <laughs> Jorel yeah I was doing some Jorel and I I throw that fish in and it fucking dies oh boy and I'm bawling and my mom looks at the package and she goes oh no she's like <laughs> unfortunately honey these are looking castles not living castles uh, I love it 
Looking castles, not living castles. Um. Anyway, these are not the crystals we're talking about today. We're talking about crystals that, if you can believe it, Jeff, are even more exciting. <gasps> I than can the fish believe crystal. it. Um. So I want these, to believe it. These are time crystals. Time crystals were first theorized in the year of our Lord, two thousand and twelve, by mm. uh, Frank Wilczek, who is a Nobel laureate, and he was like, "Listen, what if?" Instead of just repeating in space, which if you look at the molecular structure of crystals, the reason crystals are so fascinating is it's this repeating, dense, kind of like lattice structure. There's no variation in it. It's just, if you were to look at it, it would look just like a perfect, like almost imagine like miles of chain link fence. Oh, I always imagine miles of chain link fence. Imagine miles of- Favorite thing to imagine. Yeah, do your relaxation exercise that you do where you imagine miles of chain link fence. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you're it's my trapped happy place. In, yeah, you're trapped happy. in miles of chain link fence. Uh, whereas, you know, like other molecules, when you look at them, they kind of go off and they have like different structures. Like a crystal yeah. is this repeating thing in three-dimensional space, which is right. like they're cool looking when you look at them. They're cool looking when you look at them under a microscope. Crystals is rules, okay? Right. They rules so hard. Uh, but what if says Frank, what if they also somehow repeated in time? Okay. So the structure repeats, what, across, you you mean linearly, across the fourth dimension. Okay, so linearly in time, or are we talking like across multiple, uh, a multiverse of timelines? Every time you hold a crystal, you're holding 14 different, batman in your hands nice uh so no this is basically like (sighs) the reason why this is interesting is in a low energy to no energy state to practically the resting state of mat of matter right which is um zero point energy is what it's Mm -hmm. called um which is a term that's used throughout sci-fi to mean a hundred million things that are wrong but uh basically while using little to no energy these crystals could be in a constant repeating molecular motion. So this sounds like a couple things to you, and I'm going to tell you that you're right. It sounds like <laughs> perpetual motion, kind of. Sounds like something that breaks the law of conservation of energy, kind of. Ooh. Right? So this I'm, is kind I'm of into fascinating, it. right? Yeah. So he thinks of these things in 2012, and everybody goes, Frank, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Frank, yeah. go to bed, Frank. But then... In the year of our Lord, 2016, we find them. We found we find, time crystals? We find time crystals. And here's the Where exciting thing about time crystals. Two competing teams found time crystals at once. The first was the University of Maryland. The second was Harvard. Okay? Whoa. So, University of Maryland takes 10 atoms of eternium, which is, you know, a kind of crystal. And they go, and basically what they say is, all right, you crystal. Let's see if we could do some time shit with you. Hell yeah. They hit it with a laser in one direction. And imagine one of those desk toys that's like the 10, like the 10 steel balls and you knock mm-hmm. one and it yep. knocks them all until the other one comes back, right? That's how right. you expect it to work. Here's what's crazy. In a time crystal, every third one of those balls is quantum entangled to others, Okay. So imagine mm-hmm. if like if I if, if I've got ten green balls and those are the eternium, right? Yeah. Every third one is actually red. And here's what's crazy. You knock it with the laser on one side, 
and the red ones move before they're actually hit. They see the move coming in advance. They react to something that has not yet hit them. But because they're hitting atoms that react normally in time, what you get is they move a little early, hit atoms that have not been hit yet, which then hit other atoms, which then some of them also anticipate being hit and move early. And so what you've got is these things are whacking into each other, right? Because the ones that are a couple seconds, uh, a couple microseconds ahead in time are already knocking into the ones that haven't been hit yet. And so it's causing them to all bang into each other. Right. So it's not behaving in the same way you would expect the the balls to if if it's just getting impact from one side it's transferring linearly and coming out the other side right it's actually a more chaotic but progression it 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 seems like it would be chaotic but here's something that's wild so the the way another way to imagine this uh the way that uh a, a lot of scientists working on this uh describe it is you poke a jello mold i i love to i know we all do that's called saturday you poke a jello mold. I love to just sit surrounded by miles of chain link fence <laughs> and poke jello molds. That is my happy place. It's there's nothing if you haven't tried it, you must. And I will say this, don't shame me. Okay? <laughs> Do not kink shame me. Um imagine poking a jello mold and it doesn't start wiggling immediately. And then a minute later, it wiggles forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so wait so this is this is something that has been actually achieved this is not a theoretical oh. process this is we found a thing that behaves like this we did the shit we did it the university of maryland did it with eternium and then harvard being the fuckers they are did it with like unobtainium they just went full on diamonds jeff they did it with diamonds i'm oh, not diamonds. even i'm not even lying you know how Harvard diamonds? is. Harvard's yeah. like, put on your safety goggles and your top hat before you come into the lab. <laughs> we got that grant money. Yeah. We got we, that grant just, money. Oh, these are, we're just using my diamonds from home. <laughs> when we do the real experiment, we'll have to use the good diamonds. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So this has been done. It's been done. It's been observed. It's, uh, you, we can recreate it. And here's the fun so thing. So what does when this you, mean? What well, does it mean? Well, here's what it means, Jeff. When you, when you talk about that sort of chaotic reaction that you were talking about, yeah, um, that happens. But what they noticed is, after a while, the crystals start moving in this the the atoms start moving in this oscillating pattern that had nothing to do with the initial impact of the laser. Okay, uh, which means at a state of almost no energy being expelled, these things start oscillating in an incredibly regular and precise manner which immediately means oh this is the this is more accurate than maybe the atomic clock this huh. is more accurate and it takes no energy we don't need to worry about you know powering the atomic clock making sure the atomic clock is working the decay of the atom and the, this is this is the most accurate timepiece ever not only that jeff so we're making watches out of this shit we're going to make a ato- we're going to make uh, we're gonna make four dimensional watches. Technically, I guess all watches are four th- four dimensional. I mean, that's the they only purpose. Time. That's literally um, their only purpose. 
But chef, unless what you have an else? Apple Watch, and then you can do all kinds of crazy shit. It'll tell you to wash your hands. It'll tell you, <laughs> hey, did you fall down? It'll tell you all kinds of things. And it's like, yeah, I did fall down washing my hands because this is 2020. Um, what else do we use on a day to day basis, Jeff, that oscillates at a predictable frequency? of megahertz or gigahertz in our daily lives. Yeah, yeah, our computers, right? We're going to make computers out of this shit? We're going to make some time... computers. Quantum computers with crystals in it? Quantum oh, computers man. that How many- not just... Not just like we have now, but quantum computers now, we've talked about these before. You got to keep quantum computers super cooled, right? Yeah, because they're things, already so cool. They're so... Like, here's the thing, baby, is that they're hot, <laughs> that's they're, right they're hot they're, that's how they're cool so they are cool they're, they're hot. hot yeah they're so cool they're hot and you got to keep them super cool um <laughs> i mean it's something like negative you know negative 273 degrees uh celsius you know they have to uh, you know to to make this thing to ha- to make quantum computers run it takes a lot of energy to keep a quantum right. computer running once these crystals is going jeff they go they're they go in and they don't need to be super cooled like that, which means reliable quantum, com- quantum computing at a fraction of a cost. <gasps> I feel like we've circled all the way back around to the Fortress of Solitude. Because didn't wasn't it just Superman's big computer was a crystal? You put one crystal in another. Cr- Listen, the UI is- on Superman's computer is terrible. Well, can we just, can we talk about Superman in the Fortress of Solitude just trying to like boot up a fucking app? Yeah, he's just no, like, of course. I mean, they're the they're the he's Apple. Like trying to, he's trying to answer an email. There's not even a there's not even a keyboard, Jeff. Uh, yeah, he's just putting one giant crystal into fourteen different slots. He's got to answer an email. <laughs> it's the problem is the skeuomorphism, right? Is you know if we just like if we just flattened everything and made it use just use simple icons, Kryptonians. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to make everything look like a cool crystal. No, no, no. Kal-El. Calm yourself, Kalel. Only you can show them the true path. Go ahead and open up the. Uh, go ahead and open up the schedule that I've set for you. All right, and Father. How to set Earth right? Yes, Father. I will. Um, is it? Uh, there's like fifteen you just, crystals. You just here. open up the. You just open up the schedule. You take. Yeah, no, but you take. I'm, you take like crystal. A, you take crystal. There's a long B. crystal. Crystal B. There's not even. A, is it the crystal, long one or the? You take, I mean, they're all, you just take that one. Yep. They, you had your hand on it. You had your hand I, on it. Go back, go back, go back. I'm going it. at super speed. You need to, you need to keep up. Well, why dad. would you go? Why would you go at super speed? Go. Why slowly. wouldn't I go at super speed? I'm We're Superman. Trying to find things. We're trying to find things from a list as you, as you put your hand over it. Give me time to say which one is correct. Right. I'm just going to use my x I, I had to pre-record. I can't believe I had to pre-record this message. <laughs> I can't believe I had to I mean, just put your hand over crystal b <laughs> i think that's the problem is you knew that you had to pre-record i mean that's really there should have been the red flag right there at that, that point you- you're maybe too precious about your own project <laughs> at that point you have to realize that if you're if you're overcompensating for problems yeah. that are happening like you need if to say there's something wrong with my crystal computer if your faq is longer than your code Mm-hmm. You might be a redneck. <laughs> I'm, so this I, is, yeah, I, I slipped so into Jeff Foxworthy for a second. Sorry. I don't know. Why not? Why not go into Jeff yeah. Foxworthy? Um, so this is this is a very cool thing, man. I mean, accurate time uh, technology such as gyroscopes, systems that rely on atomic clocks. This uh, is really computers. cool stuff, man. 
it's really I'm I'm super jazzed about this idea of like crystals all up in my CPU. You know, like how many how many frames per second am I going to get with the new Nvidia crystal? You know what I'm saying? I mean, That's going to look so rad. I mean, and here's the thing: we're already talking like quantum computing. Everything about quantum computing sounds rad. The three, like three dimensional, like crystal storage is something we were already talking about. Yeah. Now you got another crystal that's your fucking your fucking system clock slash it's just crystals CPU. all the way down. Yeah, oh, I, this is like the this is one of those things that is the promise of the '80s, right? Like when every yes. watch said that it had like quartz crystal movement. You're like, there's a crystal in here. <laughs> yeah, that's that how you keeps know it's the precise. Time correct. Yeah. It's going to be a bummer, it, though, man. when I buy a new computer and I'm like, oh, awesome, a new computer. Just got to put the drops into the water and then wait eight no, call, days. No, Kal-El. Kal-El. Put, put three drops over Crystal 7. But, um, Does, Jor, just, I mean, Dad, uh, can, I need the computer today. I, I need it. I, I need under, internet. I understand, and we're just going to hook it up today. Listen, we're going to send somebody. To hook up the to hook up the connection to the phantom zone, you, that's going to take a while. That's uh, because he's getting out of the phantom zone right now. It's going to take him approximately thirty-seven of th- your Earth years. But we're, is, that's the earliest we can send uh, him. This is the he's, fortress of solitude. I have literally gonna, have nothing else to do here. He's going to be there in twenty fifty-seven uh, uh, on a Thursday, and just be be there. I need and, I need internet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm excited, man. It seems like we're we're on the cusp of some really, some really amazing stuff. You know, every it's time extraordinary. That's so cool, man. That every is, time it, I think that like we're hitting that Moore's law, like no, nah, it's not true right. anymore. You know, and we've we found all these ways to sidestep Moore's law and yeah. like kind of keep it going a little bit. And every time I'm like, nah, 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 nah. This is it. This is it. This is it. Um, it seems like we're on the cusp of something that's just going to make things a billion d times better. If we I, need live that long. I need that. I need things to be a billion times better because they're so not good right now. <laughs> I know, but just close your eyes and go to your happy place. You're surrounded okay, by fence. miles and miles of chain link fence. Chain link fence, <laughs> chain link fence, poking the jello mold, poking the jello mold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, we just want to say real quick before we jump into the next story, thank you to everyone who has been supporting us, not just not just on Patreon. You know we're about to flog the Patreon. But yeah. I also want to just talk about people who have been sharing stories, uh, saying yes. kind words about the podcast on social media, telling friends. The, uh, the almost daily tweets I get of, you're back? It's, just, it's a delight. It's, it's a, a de- delight. <laughs> you know, it's something that you want to see when you're, uh, when you're two months, three months back into a project. <laughs> you want to see people being like, oh, you're doing that? Uh, that's a great thing and it makes us feel good and it warms our hearts yeah. but also um, but genuinely thank you you know we're, we're two guys who do this on our own uh, you know it's not like we do a lot of advertising we don't do any marketing we don't do any of that stuff because uh, we're we're bad at it and we don't oh, we're know how terrible we're ba- we barely can do this but I listen I had to hit record I'm, on, I'm at somebody else's place today because I don't have internet <laughs> I had to hit record on a different computer and I don't even know if it's doing it yeah. Are, are the programs the same? Sure. <laughs> sure. Should but the they buttons theoretically are slightly different? <laughs> are they are they are they the same buttons? I don't know. Here's what I know. It's set up at my house. Um <laughs> so we really want to thank you because uh in all honesty, when we get those when we get those tweets that are like, oh my gosh, you're back, or we get those messages that are oh my gosh, you're back, that's because of 
one of you who shared the fact that the show was back and it's yes. bringing other concerned citizens back into uh it back into the community and we really appreciate that so thank you yes um but also we all, uh we have a also, patreon <laughs> but also uh <laughs> go on Jeff. yeah we have a we have a patreon yeah. so you know honestly we we joke about taking your money and we appreciate everybody that supports this show it's really the only way Listen, we joke we, about taking your money, but we take your money. No, no, no. There's no joke in the taking. It's the joking no. about the taking that so, makes it so fun. Um, yes. Actually, the, the taking is pretty fun, too. Regardless. If you had to rank them. <laughs> the joking or the taking? Yeah. It, for me, I, I rate the having money above <laughs> really anything. <laughs> it's not so much me that ranks it. It's the, it's the, it's the children that get food in their lives. <laughs> anyway, if you want to help feed my children, no, I, honestly, the only reason we make this show, the only, not reason, the only uh, <laughs> way we're able to make this show is because of listeners like you stepping up and saying, Hey, it has value. It adds value to our lives. And so we're trying to give you value back. If you throw us a, a few dollars a month, we give you cool stuff in return. We have extra bonus episodes. We have those conversations that we start every episode with. That's like a whole extra episode. And we give those to patrons out of our gratitude for letting the show happen and funding the show. We have a discord. Oh, have, get on that discord. The discord's great. I love the discord. Yeah. I love the discord channel. It's a bunch of people just chatting about all kinds of things, not just the show, not just science, but every little thing that, uh, that pops up in their lives. And I absolutely love having it. And it means that you don't have to be on the Facebook group anymore. Get yeah. off of Facebook. Let's just burn Facebook to the ground, burn it to the ground. If you want to find out how to support, uh, how to get those extra things, head to patreoncom slash. We have concerns. It's just that easy. And thank you for your thank you indeed. Support. Hey, Anthony, you know, we've been talking in recent weeks about our shared utter disdain for mathematics. Ugh, gross. there's nothing we hate here on a, the award winning science podcast. We have concerns. There's one thing we just cannot tolerate, and that is mathematics stem more like step off. Exactly. That's our <laughs> motto. Um, and I want to tell we you, we've said it a hundred times before on this podcast. It is our belief that science is a feeling. Science is, should be always a feeling, and any quantification of it uh, into numerical value should be just tossed out. It tossed ruins out. the science. But let me tell you about. Ask a, anyone on the QAnon group. Oh God! Please don't even <laughs> don't even invoke their name. Uh, <laughs> the uh, th this is a story that was sent to us by. Oh my gosh! Look at that. Jeff Anglestein. Jeff Anglestein. Are, you're in cahoots. You're in cahoots with Anglestein. I think that maybe should be his nickname. Jeff Cahoots Anglestein. No, 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 That's no. That's a pretty good one. He doesn't get a nickname. He doesn't get a nickname. No. Anthony, can I tell you something? This, yeah, this, week, was, this week was his birthday. I'm not even making that up. It really was. Uh, you, you are in cahoots. <laughs> the two of you did this. I'm just the saying. The two of you did this. He sends good stories. He sends real good stories. Uh, Fine. And this is just, His nickname is Cahoots. I love may, it. May he forever be uh, ashamed. And may you, may you forever be ashamed of gaming the system this way. Cahoots. So Cahoots sent us a story. Uh, this is a, uh, a, a sad, tragic story, actually, uh, that may make us rethink... Uh, our disdain for math, because this is a story 
of a man uh, who who uh, researchers uh, refer to as RFS to sort of uh, hide his identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this man in October of 2010 started uh, some strange sensations. Uh, started some or started having some? Started having some. Started experiencing st- some strange... In 2010, he started some strange sensations. <laughs> yeah. He, is it, he is was his... responsible for many novelty songs that you remember from the radio. <laughs> his new band, Strange Sensations. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, no, he started experiencing some some weirdness. Uh, he had uh, headaches and um, some uncomfortable sensations, uh, amnesia, tremors. And then the weirdest part is he stopped being able to see numbers. Wait. No. But he he could not see numbers. Like they were like they were invisible or like dyscalculia. Like dyscalculia. Like uh what he saw was a jumble. jumbles that looked like almost like spaghetti, a pile of spaghetti if he saw right. a number. Oh my gosh. Uh, he could see letters. Fine. If you saw letters, no problem. He could read. He could still uh you showed him a B or an L or an M. Yeah. No problem. You so show just him straight up just straight up dyscalculia out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Uh it turns out he had a disease called a uh, corticobasal syndrome, which is a really horrible, very rare disease. Uh, but it basically is. But it's also that- delicious on some marinara. You put well, a little sure. cortical, ba- you put a little cortical basil on the marinara, and then I like to do a little olive oil. And what you do is you uh, you soak some lemon in the olive oil for like a week beforehand. Whoa! Yeah, that's a lot of prep time. But it's a, if you're it's telling a, but, me it's delicious, I'm in. It's worth it. You're going to enjoy my cortical basil <laughs> when you're here. Your family. Well, the sad thing about. Uh, cortical basal syndrome it's it's it, probably it, it's probably lethal and horrible and i just made a fucking basal joke about yeah, it. yeah you, you did, know what? It was, that's fine. i was in i was in for that's it fine. i was there for it uh it, it kills your brain cells slowly this disease is basically just your brain cells slowly just dying off for no, oh, no. reason yes and so this fellow went into johns hopkins university and found some specialists in 2011 and was like hey I can't see numbers. He could see zero and one and researchers theorize that's because zero and one are also, they also look like letters. Okay. But anything beyond that two, three, eight, whatever, not, you can't, you could not see the all saw just jumbles. And so wild. The dude, this dude was an engineering geologist by profession. Oh no. Yeah. So, he, needs numbers. Needs numbers needs a lot. Needs numbers. Yeah. So, what he had been doing before he went to these specialists, I mean, he, he saw his doctor and they, were, they couldn't figure it out, what was going on. What he started doing in order to just maintain his life and his job is that he created an entire alternate symbology on his computer keyboard for numbers he made little squiggly lines or little uh, jagged right angles and created an entirely new set of symbols to stand in for numbers because he could see those symbols and 
he could still do arithmetic in his head. So you tell you ask him what 14 plus 3 is, and he, he would tells just you picture, yeah. He tells you the he can do the calculus. He could do the calculus with these stand-in symbols. He could still do the mathematics. He could still sure. add numbers together. And if he's doing, you know, right angle symbol plus squiggly line, he gets the right answer. But I would imagine that the trouble comes in when he's trying to use a computer to do a calculation that's too complex to do in his head or when he's trying to, you know, crunch crunch bits of data. Well, he he jury rigged his entire home computer to spit out only these weird symbols that he made up that he can see. So a, a two is this like right angle, a three is this squiggly line. And so, so he just replaced like the font, the numbers yes, in the font. yes. But he could, so he could still work, right? So he strolls into John Hobson's university in 2011 and is like, what, what is going on with him, with me? And they start uh, doing some experimentation to try to figure out how this can be and why this very particular part of his brain has stopped, but it doesn't affect the, the, the peripheral things that you would assume would be associated like letters, for example, like what's the difference between numbers and letters? Obviously the brain thinks there's one because there's two different places where the brain is dealing with those things because one of them is damaged and one of them is not in this guy. Right. Wow. And also computational problems like his a part of his brain that lets him do the math is still functional. It's just the iconography, the actual image recognition of the new num- the numerals doesn't work. Wow. Crazy, right? Super crazy. So one of the things they did at John Hopkins is they hand him a foam cutout of an eight. And they ha- okay. hand it to him and they go, what is this? And he goes, I have no idea. It looks like chaos, jumbled goofiness. And they go, okay, rotate it. 90 degrees on its side. And he goes, okay. And he rotates the foam eight and they go, what is that? And he goes, well, that's the infinity symbol. Like he, he sees it when it rotates and ceases being an eight. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Right. Can you even imagine? And they go, okay, it's foam. It's three dimensional. Feel it, rotate it back to eight, you know, it's eight position and feel it with your hand. Can you feel the eight and he goes this is creepy this is weird because my hand is tracing an image that i don't see it's like he had this he's like i do not like this sensation it it makes me uncomfortable because yeah, of course. my hand is experiencing something by touch that my brain says isn't there wow bonkers Bonkers, right? I mean, it's the the thing that's so fascinating to me about. I mean, it's a tragic story, obviously. uh, But the the thing that's so fascinating to me about this is how compartmentalized the brain seems to be that it can that this very, very particular thing of where we where we process the image that we've decided our numbers. Right. Yeah. Because that's the thing is if he could if if you disconnected that and you were like, it's just a foam shape. You know what I mean? If he could, if, if, if there was something in his brain that would allow him to disassociate, because there's something in his brain that's still saying that's a number, right. that's what's crazy. Something yes. in his brain is saying, that's a number, dude. I don't like numbers. I don't see numbers. And it's like, no, no, no. 
it's just a foam thing. (laughs) Look at the foam thing. It's you're giving it the idea and the meaning of the number eight. It's just a shape. And the crazier thing to me is that in his like home computer workaround, he goes, okay, the number eight now is this dash symbol. And he can work with the dash. His brain doesn't go, okay, well, then the dash symbol I can't see. It still sticks with the original number eight as being the thing it has a problem with. Yeah, giving something else the meaning of eight does not make that thing disappear. Yeah, it's not transitive, right? There's no, it doesn't sub Uh, in the chaos, right? I don't like this. I don't like this because there's (laughs) enough of his brain saying eight to be fucking with him. Yes, yes. Okay, check out the next step of of experiments that they did at Johns Hopkins. So then they show him letter. So they hook him up to an EEG, right, to measure his brain yeah. waves. And they show him pictures of letters, A, B, C, whatever, that are thick and they have embedded images of human faces in them because they know that there is this brainwave that has been called n170 uh that fires when human beings see faces human faces like we know when you hooked up to an eeg and you see a human face this very specific brainwave fires and it's strongly associated with seeing faces and, and it's it's across the board for human beings okay? yeah 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 so they show him letters that have human faces embed, embedded in them And the N170 fires and he goes, yes, that's an A with human face in it. Yes, that's a Q with a human face in it. Everything's where he sees it and it's firing. Everything's working. Yeah. They do the same thing with numbers. They put a face in an eight or a seven or a nine. And he goes, I have no idea what that is. And they go, is there a face in it? And he goes, I have no idea. It's just a jumble of nonsense. There's no faces in it. Whoa, pareidolia doesn't even work. But, but. N-170 still fired. What? On some level, his brain still registered the face. So scientists are like, there is this dissociation between conscious thought and processing in your brain. Your brain is going, I see a face. I need to make sure that my my fire by seeing a face. But the conscious mind is like, Fuck that. That's a number. I don't know what that is. Whoa. Both things are happening at the same time in your brain and your consciousness can't see what your brain physiology is registering. Do you think he just got tired of his job? <laughs> do you think he just got a, do you think he just got tired of it and his brain was like no more number? He was just kind of like I hate this no more number. Well, I wish that was the case. The sad truth is that he deteriorated rapidly after that and his brain continued oh, to lose no. lose things and he died shortly after. In fact, he died before they could do many more of these studies because there was all kinds of other things that they wanted to uh they wanted to test on him like what if the uh, the number was moving and a non-static like would that still have a problem? Would would uh putting other things other than just faces inside the number would that still fire other parts of the brain uh in the same way that the faces did like there's all these tests that they wanted to do but he he died pretty quickly after that uh because it's a very degenerative brain disease well and also because they just kept testing the number thing and not treating his disease yeah it was really strange that they got so excited about if i had to fill out a comment card 
You know what I yeah. mean? For old Johns Hopkins on this one. You know, in their like, defense, do you have any idea how long it takes to cut out a foam eight? Yeah, who does that? Who's it's, on the Who's on the payroll that's doing that? I love that. It's a, uh, it seems like a that seems like a uh, an intern. You know what I'm saying? Well, what I, well, what I love, what I, what I think is interesting about this is, so the it's a degenerative brain disease. So, but it it apparently chose this part of his brain, or didn't chose, but he was infected by it in this part of his brain. Yeah. Um, but it seems like, and, I'm, and I mean, this is a pretty it's a pretty terrible thing that happened to him, but it feels like, boy, that degenerative condition could probably jump into any part of your brain and make things much worse than he had it, it seems like, at the beginning. Yes. Well, I mean, that's what it did, right? He lost his ability to speak and move. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it, it's all, it's a, sounds like a horrible way to go, but it's so interesting. I mean, what's fascinating about this for researchers is, you know, it's the same kind of thing that you've heard in the past about, you know, some crazy, worker gets a railroad spike through his brain and it hits a very specific you know very specific cells and it, he's okay except you know he can't remember last tuesday or whatever you know it's like these things where it's hard to replicate but it happens in these bizarre situations where only a very specific part of the brain is damaged and yet that damage stays localized to a very specific function so it really does seem like the brain is is so um compartmentalized yeah and, and compartmentalized in ways you would never you would never into it right it would, you would never think oh you know uh, seeing numbers is in a different place than manipulating numbers it just seems so counterintuitive to me yes and i mean that that is the the really kind of, I guess, if there's a silver lining, an interesting and useful thing about this is, you know, when somebody is is affected in this way, you get to research specific areas of the brain in a way that we normally would not. Right. Uh, right. And that's and that's kind of fascinating. Yeah, and this guy, in a lot of ways, you know, was 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 kind of a hero because they talk about how unpleasant it was for him to go through these tests and stuff, but he understood that he was contributing to scientific knowledge. Like he understood like, Oh, something really unusual is happening to me. And I have the ability to use my remaining time to further the understanding of the human brain, which is, you know, pretty impressive. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's crazy fascinating, man. That is crazy fascinating. Yeah. I you know I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like I wonder. I I, I wonder like how I would deal with something like that. Yeah. I mean he they talked about like when he was first hitting him before he was really getting treatment, before he was really in a debilitated state. He was just like having to put up with this thing and try to go about his life. He couldn't read price tags or speed limits. And he would go to a hotel and he would mark the doorframe of his hotel room with a marker because he couldn't read the numbers on the hotel room doors. Oh, wow. Wild, yeah, and right? I guess go, like just going up the elevator. 
Yeah. You've got to just kind of count the buttons and like figure out like how the buttons are laid. Because you know how sometimes the buttons go straight down and then sometimes yeah. they, they zigzag. Oh, yeah. And you you wait until somebody like, else is in the elevator and you're like, could you hit four for me? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, good. Got it. That one's four. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting having like a complete adult faculty of mind and then all of a sudden being hit with something that is this specific uh because yeah he immediately the rest of his brain was just like the rest of his adult mind was like i'm smart enough to figure out how a way around this we will figure out a way around this so we can still function yeah i mean it's it's kind of uh, inspiring that the uh resourcefulness that he employed uh in in the early stages of this but man what a what a crazy horrible thing i mean i i've had vision issues uh listeners to the show probably know and i it is a very um disturbing situation to all of a sudden lose the sense that we rely on most you know yeah or to have it betray you in some fundamental way where the thing you think you're seeing you're not seeing um you know when i tore my retina it it was like a big black smudge but now in the in the repair after my surgery, and even now, I it turns out I need another surgery, which is really fucking depressing. But um, I'm I now have this this strange um, situation where one of my eyes has a bend in the world, like it, there's ripples in everything I see in my right eye, and it it's really fucking disorienting, and and you know you you don't realize how important it is to trust what you witness right? right to trust the thing that you've gone your whole life relying on and all of a sudden it goes nah it doesn't work the rules are different now yeah it's very strange can you can you adjust to this because it no longer works the way it opposed to yeah right. um that's yeah man that is that is freaky that is yeah. a freaky thing to think about. And, you know, obviously there, you know, we're coming at this from uh, a very fortunate position because, uh, you know, we're, we're imagining things like this. We, we understand that there are people that are uh, that have different things going on in their lives where perhaps they've uh, they've never been able to, uh, sure. to rely on all five senses. And we understand how lucky we are to yeah, be able course. to do that. Yes. Um, but, you know. It, it is fascinating to think of waking up one day and, you know, it's like, um, it's like that, uh, you know, that story of that guy who was in, who physically looked like he was in a coma, but mentally was entirely there. Oh God. Yeah. What and he had to like, story. he had to like slowly figure out how to reconnect to his body yeah. again. Um, and you think about things like that. And, and I always wonder like, do I, would I have the mental strength to do that? Would I be able to do that? Right. Would I be able? Uh, would I be able to have the presence of mind and the calmness and the fortitude that this guy did to be like numbers is just a font? I could just change the default system font. <laughs> yeah. Like, would I even think about that? Like, how know, long would right? that take me? Or would I just panic? Yeah. You yeah. know. It, 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 yeah. The 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 process of getting to well, I can make up my own iconography for for numbers and then reconfigure my keyboard. And make a new font like it, 
That's pretty hardcore. I mean, clearly this dude was a sharp cookie. Uh, he was in his 60s when this happened, uh, so very young. And, um, and you know, an engineering geologist, so probably, you know, a guy used to working problems. So it's, it's pretty inspiring that he was just like, yeah, well, I'll deal with this new issue. <laughs> yeah, this, if this is the way it is, then this is the way it is. And I yeah. am going to uh, work around it because that's life. You know, um, it it doesn't make me hate math any less, though. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh God, no! This fucking guy with his life <laughs> dedicated to math. <laughs> you know, math did what it did to all of us at the end, and it turns on him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, really, That's math all. is the villain in this story. I think isn't math the villain in every story, Jeff? <laughs> isn't it? I when think you think so. about it, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, isn't he- it? You either die a hero or you uh, live long enough to count about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Well, I'm sorry to bring the room down. I feel like I brought the room down. It's a sad one, but it's still, I think, fascinating. And it reveals a lot about how our, our brain works that I find absolutely fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And hey, uh, if you are like old Cahoots Engelstein yeah. and you see a story like this, uh, send it into us. You can either send it to wehaveconcernshow at gmail.com. You can share it on the Discord or in the subreddit, which is wehaveconcerns.reddit.com. Um, we're, you know, we're staying away from that Facebook and that Twitter. Twitter because things get lost in Facebook because it's evil. Um yeah. But, you know, any of those stories you, that you see, send them our way. Uh, you send enough of them in, you get a very good nickname. Like, Cahoots! Uh, like old Cahoots Engelstein. Happy birthday, Cahoots! Happy birthday, Cahoots. You, uh, you conniving schemer, I guess you finally got what you wanted. <laughs> Man. Man.